Well, hey there, everyone, and welcome back to Game Store Profits. This is episode 11 of the podcast where two geeks sit down, talk about all of the geeky stuff in our life, but we also talk about our faith in Jesus, our love for God, and all of the adventure that comes along with that. My name's Luke Navarro. And my name is Mike Perna. So, Mike, how you been? You finished Skyrim. I, I feel I feel a little, you know, a, a little uh, out of place. I feel a little well, sort of weak and pathetic in in your glorious aura. I, I have to tell you, there's nothing weak and pathetic about not having spent as much time playing this game as I have. There is nothing. There is nothing either weak or foolish about that. <laughs> yeah, I've still played a lot. Yeah, I did I, stop a little bit for that whole. Um, oh uh, yeah, Thanksgiving. Right? Thanksgiving. There was that. There was, there was that. that. Now I uh, I have put in. I think I think I logged in about seventy hours of gameplay on on Skyrim right now. It's it's pretty much insane. Um, but yes, I did finish it with my first guy. All right, remind us your first character was a a red guard, pretty much a warrior. He was right, just a your crazy two handed axe beheader. Yes, he was a force to be reckoned with. <laughs> and when you say you finished, so you finished the main quest, I assume. Yes. All right, I, I haven't. I don't have any idea where I am in the main quest, in fact. Did you finish anything else? Did you finish any other storylines? Or, I know you, you talked about being a bard. Yes. Uh, how, how many of those things did you kind of... What did you experience? In, you feel like you've experienced with this character, and maybe you don't need to experience with the next character because you kind of played out that storyline. Right, well, that that's pretty much how I judged it. Because even, even when uh, I, I got done with with the main quest i i posted a picture of my character standing next to a a mammoth hunting camp or whatever the giant camps like the giant bonfire and i posted that up on facebook and people are all like but but the main quest is th- it's just the beginning well it's true i mean even even when you finish the game like there are a lot of people that are complaining about the end of the game is is kind of lackluster because it just kind of ends i would argue that but i can't argue that because it's still, I'm still in, we're still in spoilers. zone. Dude, if you tell me what happens at the end, I will find a way to make myself across this country and kill you. <laughs> Just so but, you know. uh, when it comes to the time when we can actually talk about that stuff, I will argue against the whole, it ends anything less than epic. I think it was a truly epic moment, but I can't but, talk about that. But it is different though, in the sense that, you know, most of the time video games end, they run the credits. Right. You can't tell me, does that happen? Absolutely not. No, of course not. That, that would be totally out of place in Skyrim. Yeah. So the fact, real question is, do you feel like your character ended his journey? That that's that was my decision. When I, I knew... I mean, it's it's very obvious to identify which quests are the main quest line. It's pretty yeah, yeah, obvious sure. to identify that. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's the, so, uh, you know, the Dragonborn quest. Right, right. So I went, I went to a certain point in those quests, and I said, you know what? I'm not going to proceed any longer in this. Until I've gotten my character right. through all the major stuff that I think he needs to get through. It's totally what I'm doing. I'm, I'm doing the one here or there just to make sure I'm progressing, but... Right. Yeah. And so, my guy was camped out almost almost entirely around Whiterun. Because... Right. I think that's sort of... Kind of built into the game, in a way. Right. Because he... I decided, as pretty much as soon as I met these guys... I decided that my mercenary had to be a member of the companions. Okay. And if you're not, if you haven't played the game, because pretty much you meet them very early. So if 
if you don't know them, you haven't played the game. They're the, the equivalents com- of the Fighters Guild. Yeah, in the earlier games. They're pretty much they they're mercenaries, but they're like the best of the best. They're like the black ops of mercenaries, and they're not they're not mercenaries in the they're not mercenary, right? I mean, you know, they, they work for money, but they work for money, but they right. also work for glory and honor, right? They're very much that that Norse kind of I want to die on a battlefield and go to my eternal rest and in, in glory kind of warrior. Right, and when dragons show up, whenever they've shown up over the last couple of thousand years, they're the ones there to do some damage. Right. So my guy my guy did every quest he could for the companions to the point where uh, they had more work for me, but it was just repetitions of the same kind of stuff. Go save this person, go take back this weapon, go, you know, do whatever. It was just simply repetition of the same thing over and over again. So I counted that as done. Okay. And and he actually gets named as the harbinger of the companions. I won't go into any more about that because that is spoiler-ridden area. But if you finish the companions quest line, you become the harbinger because while the companions don't really have a leader, they kind of have a guy that's in charge, and your guy becomes that. Yep. In my dimension, uh, Maladril is that guy. So I, I wanted to make sure I got all those done, and that was that was incredible. I loved that storyline. I'm super excited that my guy went through it. But I don't think any of my other characters will care at all about the companions. Right. Um, so he did all that. He he didn't care at all about the Civil War. Yeah, my character he, doesn't either. He he refused to take part in it because because he was a companion. And so there there were lots of different individual quest line things that I just wanted to finish. I, I did as much as I could for the people of Whiterun. Because as a member of the Companions, I felt compelled to help the people of Whiterun. I did a little bit of stuff for Solitude. I did a little bit of stuff throughout the other different capitals and things like that. But there's a lot of stuff I didn't even touch. Right. But it got to the point where I'm, I'm, looking, at the, I'm looking at the potential quests that I could have finished. And I'm just like, my guy wouldn't do that. Well, and it, and it does get to a point where it's a little silly. Like, right. You are the harbinger of the companions. Right. No, I'm not going to go join the thieves guild. Right. Or whatever, you know. Or you know, I'm sorry, I, I don't have time to go and pick up your spoon right now. <laughs> okay, yeah. When I was young and broke, and you know, hey man, in Desperate my own life, I did, I did I did jobs that you know, hey, I'm not proud of, but I needed to do the job, right? Right. You know, nowadays I wouldn't do that, and in the same way, the you know. The dragonborn well, like got, superhero is not going to uh, yeah to run got, some of those younger quests, the earlier quests. It simply got to the point where I was the thane of like four major cities. Like I, I had property in all of them. I had a house, Carl, in every different different city. I but I left them at home because I didn't need them. So I mean, it got to the point where I was just I was just messing around at that point, which is nice. And if I never planned on playing another character, I would have still done that. Sure. But they have this thing where you can pretty much have as many saved games as you want. And so I immediately started another character. Uh, well, once I- the game mechanics are varied enough as well that you can play oh. differently. Oh, absolutely. Oh, my goodness. I went I went from a, a giant red guard dual-wielding axes and wearing heavy armor to a skinny high elf who runs for his life as he blasts people with fire. Wearing no armor at all, I imagine. Yeah, no, he wears a robe. Right. A robe. (laughs) 
So yeah, it's a completely different game. I had to fight my first dragon, and I pretty much ran for my life. Interesting. Which which was uh, which took some getting used to because I had just come from wearing full dragon scale armor and putting my axe into dragons' heads to oh my goodness, it's hitting me with fire. <laughs> so yeah, so it. I'm very excited about what's going to happen with this new guy. I'm, I kind of took a break. I, I'm kind of going back to uh, League of Legends. I, I spent a lot of time today playing League of Legends with my brother, and even even that's weird because I mean we talk we've talked a lot about the whole idea of of gaming as fellowship, and it's weird because right now you know I'm still living at home and my my brother is two doors down, and so when we get done with a game, I could literally walk over to his room and say. Hey, you know, that game went really, really badly, or, you know, we talked about some guy who was yelling at the other players, and then I'm realizing, in a couple months, I'm gonna be married and not here, and it's gonna be weird that I'm gonna be playing with my brother, but it's gonna be not in the same place. <laughs> hmm. But I yeah, miss that... those days. Yeah. I miss the, like, even, I mean, same house, you know, or down the road or whatever, but, uh, you know, even in the same room. Like, I can remember, uh, we used to play... I used to play, my first MMO was Star Wars Galaxy, and mm-hmm. uh, one of my good buddies also played, and we'd get together, our wives would be downstairs doing whatever it is that wives do, and we'd be up in the office, he'd bring his laptop, I'd be on my PC, and we'd be playing together, an MMO with the rest of our guild, and who, they lived all over the place, but we, uh, you know, we'd be sitting in the same room playing together, and, and, and never mind, like, you know, GoldenEye... And uh, Halo LAN parties, remember when you actually had to plug when you asked, Xboxes yeah. together with a cord? And... Oh, dude, dude, we had we had Lincoln Hall so wired at seminary. We had we had cord running all up and through that for the sole purpose of playing Xbox together. Pretty much Halo, yeah. And, uh, you know, so I miss those days, I really do. In fact, I kind of hate to say this, but my Xbox Live subscription renews January 15th. And I'm kind of thinking about not. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't play that much online with people. My my headset doesn't even work anymore, so... <laughs> I can't even find mine. Yeah, and, uh, you know, the reason why, it's not that there's not good people to play with, but, you know, my handful of friends, we're not always on at the same time, and none of us have lives where we can be on at the same time. I mean, that would take, like, three weeks of planning. Right. And... Uh, I, do, I frankly, 90% of the time don't really want to play with the people that are wanting to play. Well, well, that's, that was my thing. I, I did the same thing. Mine's actually already set to not renew. Uh, partly it's because of the whole I'm saving money to get married sure. thing. But the other part is, is that I realize that really the only games I play online anymore are the shooters, like your Modern Warfares and things like that. And quite frankly, the first thing I do when I play those games online is mute every other player. Yeah. Because I I just get so tired of the yelling and the shouting and the insults and so, the and the nine-year-old boy who doesn't have his parents in the room, so he curses like a sailor just because he can. So as a young man, you know, I did the sport thing. I played baseball, I played basketball, I played football, and I was a martial artist. And over time, those things have slowly gone away from my life play basketball too and basketball is probably the last sport that i actually play because now when i play sports afterwards i hurt for an extended <laughs> period of time because i'm old okay um here's the thing 
is competitive shooters. I, 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 it kills me to say it, but in the same sense that I know I can't run on the court with the young guys, I can't run on the screen with the young guys. And I don't want to. I don't want to put in the time. I don't want to put in the energy. I just want to play Skyrim. And I can do that without paying for Xbox Live. Well, the other thing that we have to get into here, Luke, is the fact that you and I have to worry about our monthly monthly subscription payments because we're both going to be picking one up again before too much longer. That we are. And and then you know what's funny is I would love the idea of playing an MMO together. We're talking of course of Sweater or Sweator or <laughs> Tor or uh Star Wars the Old Republic. Uh, I I still like Jeff Kanata's version. I think we should just call it Sweater. Sweater. And uh just go that way. Uh, but anything Jeff Kanata says, I take as gospel. So, uh, yeah, we are going to be playing The Old Republic, and, um, well, we actually already have. Yes. Mike, you and I have both played. We got into the... We, we couldn't the say testing. anything we, we couldn't say anything about it in earlier podcasts, one, because I didn't get into the first round, but also because they had us under a, a horrible, nasty, lockdown, uh, non-disclosure agreement up until recently. But, uh, so we have been in, and now look, with all of my excitement, I have secretly been very, very wary. I kind of thought this could go bad. And you know what? It really, really doesn't. No. Dude, it is so, uh, and it, it, it does exactly what they say they wanted to do. And that is, it makes you forget you're playing an MMO. You're just playing a video game. Right. You're just playing a video game, and there are other people there doing their thing, and you know their people, and you can play with them, and all that's fine. But that whole, like, I'm in an MMO world, gone. You're playing a story, you're playing a character. Now, that may that may fade over time. You know, when we begin to get into that point where we're doing the same things over and over again, and we got the grind going and all of that. But, I, I guess I can, I can compare it to uh, the WoW starter zones. Yep. You kind of get a little bit of, like, individual stories in those WoW starting zones, except take that and just explode it out many, many times over, well, and you have the Old Republic. One thing, one thing that I thought was really interesting is, is that there, at, at least from my experience, because you and I both probably had completely different starts, because you probably did what you want to do, and I did what I want to do, which makes you a smuggler, and me a Jedi Consular. And so, what I, did, what I discovered pretty early was, is that there are sections of maps that you can only get to if you have one of those people in your party. Yeah, and like, you can only take one of those people into those sections. And so right. if you are that person, you can't have another one with you. That is your place. Right. And and it was interesting because at first I'm like, okay, this is just... Because the first one I saw was one for the Jedi Consular, and I'm like, oh, okay, this is fun. But then I'm I'm going through another random hole-in-the-ground kind of place, and I see this red door, and I'm like, the heck is a red door here for so i walk up to it and it said only for jedi knight i wasn't a jedi knight i didn't have a jedi knight with me i could not physically go into that room and i like that idea that there's stuff that i can't do unless because it 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 brings in the playing with other people aspect but not in the i need 40 of my closest friends no i really think i am gonna probably end up hanging out with a specific group of people now, I know we have a guild, but I mean beyond that. 
I think it'll be like, you know, it'll be our little team, you know, and and it'll be our, you know, you got a Jedi, you got a smuggler, you got a, a princess, and you got a Wookiee. <laughs> you know, you put them all together, and there you go. Uh, even though you can't be a Wookiee, I'm seriously, seriously have, unhappy about this. You can have one come with you. I don't want to have one. I want to be one. <laughs> uh, anyway. You never know. Um, maybe maybe future expansions will yeah, really. let us play I'll, Wookiees. I'll, I'll pay for that expansion. <laughs> it's okay. I'll type in all just R's and W's and K's. <laughs> I'm good with that. But yeah, you know, I, I, I'll tell you, I'm excited for the game. I, I Look, it was a little buggy for me. Well, it but was beta it's a beta. I'm okay with that. Taking aside all of that, the combat is very, very much what you are used to if you played a major hunter in WoW. Because it's all, well, maybe not, maybe not for Jedi, but it's very rangy. Well, it's, it seems to me that it's very, sim- it's a very similar WoW mechanic. Sure. Like, if you played that, you know how to play this. Like, you probably had the, the hunter mechanic. Uh, Jedi Knight is more of your warrior who's just going to run in and just slaughter people. The Jedi Consular, I'd, I'd be hard-pressed to come up with an exact representation, but he's also kind of a get-up-in-your-face, but, you know, I'm going to zap you with, like... The one, one of the things that I really enjoyed was I could, like, shoot debris at people. And that was pretty much my opener in every fight I ever did was shoot debris at the first person I saw. Now, was this debris that that you saw in the field of play, or was it debris that you kind of create when you press the button? Both. Okay. There was one spell that somehow, miraculously, I was, like, picking up random stuff that wasn't there. But the one that I'm talking about, I'm... Now, granted, part of it is probably because I was just in a dirty, kind of rough terrain. But it was, I was basically shooting small rocks, like, like bullets at this guy. And yeah, it was a really, it was a really neat little maneuver and it was cool. Yeah. That's something cool about the smuggler is the smuggler really does react to the environment, uh, in an almost like, well, in a mass effect kind of a way. Mm. Uh, whereas in wow, the, the environment, it doesn't matter. They're just big hallways and you kill things. If you're standing behind a tree, it doesn't matter. But here, if you're standing behind a barrel, well, if you're a sniper, or if you're a smuggler, at least you can, you can get down behind that barrel. And so there is. People say it, you know it's a pretty typical MMO World of Warcraft kind of combat, and it is. All you know, all the the mechanics you are doing with your hands will be very familiar. But there does seem to be another layer of stuff that can be done, of tactics, if you will, that. Uh, that the, they've introduced. You know, I, I know with the Smuggler, you know, you had ways... Smuggler kind of has a crowd control vibe about him, and, you know, there were things that you could do in terms of your the order that you do your specials in and how you distribute the specials amongst the different people. I mean, I'm like level 5 at this point, right? I'm not very far into the game, and I'm right. already feeling like, hey, I'm starting to vibe on the tactics of this guy a little bit, and I like that. Yeah, I it was very interesting because for me the the Jedi Consular to me seems like he's like your all he's like your utility guy, like because I was picking up the first couple moves I picked up were just in your face. I'm gonna hit you with my lightsaber and it's gonna hurt kind of moves. But then after a while I started picking up like I said I could shoot debris at people. There was one I had that um just picked a guy up. It was just a force move and you just pick a guy up. And he sits there in the midair, unable to do anything. 
And then I could continue fighting other people, and by the time I killed them, that was usually when he'd drop. Well, I am interested to see. Uh, I, I don't. I, it sounds like for the counselor, uh, con- counselor, counselor. That's right. Yeah. Uh, it sounds like for the counselor, and and I know for the smuggler, these are so much more well-rounded. Oh yeah. Than WoW characters, or even the because- Galaxy's characters were. And it speaks it speaks to their philosophy of we want this to feel like a one player game that you can yeah. play with other people. So let me. T- how do you feel about that? You know, the part of me wants to like rage against it because I don't think you know. There's part of me that says that nobody's good at everything, and so there's part of me that's like, oh, I don't know. But I do kind of like it because they're even even within this general okay. It's kind of like that old phrase, you know, jack of all trades, master of none. Like, everybody has the stuff they're good at. Yeah, this is more like jack-of-all-trades, master of one. Master of one. I mean, you, everybody has that kind of stuff you're good at. Like, I could already tell that if I had a buddy with me, or if I had my companion whenever I start finding them, I would send them in to fight. Now, granted, I've got some stabby-stabby kind of attacks, but my guy seems much more, I'm going to sit in the back, I'm going to shoot you with this thing, I'm going to hold this guy up. Um, Eventually, I'm going to get powers that use the force to heal people and do like I I see my guy as much more of a of a a background secondary kind of fighter and more of a support role. Yeah, for sure. Like the smuggler has a an ability pistol whip, and it's like, dude, if you have to pistol pistol whip somebody, you lose. <laughs> I, you know that's like a poke him in the eye. That that's. You're not supposed to be there, but I guess you can if you are. I think one of the things that excites me most about this game. So, and I hate to keep going back to World of Warcraft, but I mean it's the it's the place no, you go, it, right? You, I mean, you look, have that's, to. It's it's the, it's the defining game of the genre. You know. Um. So I played a hunter. I uh, was my main World of Warcraft here. I had I've had you know everybody's had a lot, uh, and I've taken several to max level. But but if I was to say who is my character in World of Warcraft, he he was a hunter. And so you're playing as a hunter and you know, okay, I'm going to get to a point where I get a pet. So that's a cool new dynamic. And then you kind of get to the point where, uh, yeah, every few levels you might get a new ability, but pretty quickly you, you stop getting new abilities and you're just getting better versions of those abilities. Right. You can play PVP. You can do instances, but really in terms of gameplay, they're the same thing. They're just doing it in a different place. Right. This game seems to have, to me, to have way more stuff to do along the way. So, one, we have more varied ability. So that's cool. Two, you got the companions. And there's a whole series of companions to basically collect. Then you have the crafting, which mm-hmm. I didn't even get into. And oh, then I, you have, have, I haven't begun to even touch any of that stuff. When and I then was you have the space flight, yes. which I haven't even gotten into. It seems to me like this is a really smart move to say, look, if you are a person who just likes to play video games, you don't want to have responsibilities <laughs> when you play your video games. Because that's <laughs> you, the you... point that I got to. Oh, right? like, it, it, I, I, had to, I had to play well or I was failing people. Yeah, part of, the reason, part of the reason I gave up on WoW was simply because I hated the fact that for in order for me to to be a part of the organizations that I was a part of the guilds that I was a part of they're like we need you every friday and saturday and i said no you don't and i said if you really do need me i don't need this 
right? Yeah, it became work to me, and that wasn't fun. Uh, so what I, I really want that single-player experience. If I'm in there and Mike Perna shows up on my... Well, I'm sure you're not going to call yourself Mike Perna, but, no. uh, you know, uh, shows up on my list. It's like, oh, cool, let's do you get anywhere near me. What are you doing? Let's go do it together, whatever. But I don't have to do that. It's not, And it's almost not even the point. It's just there in a way to play together. But you have your own story. You have your own vibe. You're going about it. In fact, the one other MMO that I played was sort of that way. That was EVE Online. Mm. Uh, EVE Online, dude, you could have your own business. You could have your own world. Yes, you could uh, fleet, maybe, I think they were called. Um, yeah, you could team up with other people. But, like, we'd team up and have industries going and things like that. They weren't the so much the- teammates as they were business partners. Right. The only thing about EVE Online is it was brutal. <laughs> like, cruel and violent. Because the whole world is a PvP world. And, I mean, just harsh. And so I'm, I'm kind of excited. I kind of wish... I've always wished for a game that allows a little bit more manipulation of the world. But, but that is clearly a slippery slope, and EVE Online proves that. Um... So I'm excited for this, for sure. A couple of days. Oh, I'm, I don't know what I'm, I'm going to do, though, when I have both games, Skyrim and The Old Republic, I, uh, I think at the same on, time. Honestly, I think one with my left hand, one with my right. They're on two different screens. I think, I think honestly, that's part of the reason why I've been playing Skyrim as hard, hardcore as I have been lately, is because once we get into Christmas, like the actual Christmas season, I, that that's going to cut into time. There's going to be wedding planning. There's going to be Two, I can't. I don't have time for two games, and so I think I wanted to experience as much of Skyrim as I could before uh, Old Republic hits. Well, and for folks who are going to be playing Old Republic, we do have a guild that is an official it, Old Republic guild now. Yes, we were it, just it, under the deadline to get enough people. We it, have enough people. We are green lit for launch, and it is called Alia Emporia Profite. There you go. Uh, don't know how to spell it. Go to the website, gamestoreprofits.com, and you will find it there. Uh, and then you can come hang out with us. I mine, I think I'm going to take this one slow. You know, I, I mentioned with Skyrim that I'm taking it slow. That I'm playing very deliberately. And I think I'm going to probably do the same with the Old Republic. I know there's going to be a lot of people who are going to push to max level as fast as possible when they get you into know, the game. You know, I, I don't understand that mentality. I do. I, I mean, I I think there are people who just like, yeah, let's go do it. Let's let's see everything and go go go. No, well, see, there's. I have mixed feelings about that because I I was the I was that guy who went out to the midnight release of whatever expansion that they were coming. Like when Burning Crusade hit, my buddy and I, you know, were very thankful that we didn't have classes the next morning. <laughs> and we didn't we didn't go to sleep that night. But um. So you want to go and you want to experience stuff, but that that whole idea of like cranking stuff out, like I I don't want to do that because again that makes it more like work and less like fun. Um, and you know what? To be honest, you can do that, but the game will fight you. Right. Um, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what happened. Just a, a little thing. Uh, so I get into the game and I'm playing, and I get into one of these sort of personal zones. I forget exactly what they call them, but this area that's just you, and it's your story, and I'm talking to the guy, and I press escape, uh, because I was, I wanted to, uh, I, you know, I was in a single player kind of a mode, and I wanted to 
quiet the guy while I was dealing with something else in, in real life. And it cut me out of the conversation. And I had, you cannot continue on that quest line until you have that conversation. Right. This is not like just click accept, accept um, quest or accept mission, whatever, and, you know, escape away from all of the, the, the quest text. You have, having that conversation is the quest. Right. That is the game, is sitting and having that conversation. And, yeah, I guess we could find a way to, but you can't fast forward that stuff. You have to play. You have to listen to the story. You have to get involved. You have to answer how your character is going to answer. And, and in theory, at least, that's going to shape how people see you. Oh, oh my goodness. You want to talk about that? Like, I don't know how the uh, the smuggler starts out, but the Jedi starts out, you're pretty much a Padawan training to become a Jedi. But the, the, the training grounds are infested with, with these guys, and oh my goodness, it's so cool. But, um, I, I, it's so ridiculous, because the first, que- like, major quest you have to do is to go get these holograms. And the whole idea is that the holograms, they're not, they, they're pretty much, they're, they're as close to AI as you're going to get based off of these Jedi masters of the past, like the founders right, of the Jedi holocrons. order. Right. Yeah. So. Sorry, the, the, I'm a real, I'm, there dude, are geeks, and then there are Star Wars geeks. I'm right. a Star Wars geek. Right. Yeah. Like, I have the encyclopedias. I am, I'm not, I, I'm, I'm a, a geek. But I'm not a Star Wars geek. Right. So, so the way you can go with like comic books and like obscure right. like cartoon references. Right. I can go with Star Wars. So go right. ahead. <laughs> so I'm talking to these these holograms and you know, I'm like, okay, my guy's gonna be a good guy. He's gonna be a counselor, he's gonna be on the light side. Which mm-hmm. it, it's interesting because even though you declare I'm with the re- rebellion or I'm with the Empire you still have light side and dark side within that. And I don't know how that plays out, but so I'm like, I'm, I'm obviously I'm like, I want light side. I want to pick all the good stuff. So like I was answering questions. Like I would act with compassion and the Jedi master hologram yelled at me because (laughs) I was, because I was showing emotion and the Jedi order says that you should show, you should be indifferent. You should show no emotion. And I'm like, I I don't know how to act that. So I think it's cool. I think, well, I mean, one of the things is that, I don't know, I, from my understanding, a lot of people are playing Sith. Oh, I'm sure. Everybody likes the bad guys. Well, that, that, I mean, that's the thing is that I, I, you know, I played Horde, but I never saw myself as the bad guy. Well, that's because in, in the WoW mechanic, the Horde and the, and the Alliance, they, they're pretty much, they all consider themselves the good guys. Right. I think and that the, will be the case here, too. I think it will be, but... At the same point, I mean, come on. There's light side and there's dark side, and everybody knows that that's good and evil. Yeah, I, I guess, but I mean, I, you know, I could definitely see Sith who are working to build civilization. Oh, it's definitely They're it's not- definitely there. But I think you're asking you're asking for high high level storytelling in a, a genre yeah, of gaming right. in a you're- genre of gaming that tends to you know not bring out that kind of thing. You're right, but I, I think they're going to go for it. Whether or not they'll get there, uh, you know... I hope they do. Like I said, I love the fact that you can be a member of the Republic and Darkseid. Like, I don't know how that works out. I Part of me wants to make a character that is that just to see how that is. Just to see what happens. What if you're Sith and you like the light side? What happens then? 
See, that one makes more sense to me. A light side Sith. I, I can kind of see that a little bit. It's a lot harder to see, though. And, you know, I think it's it's more in terms of, for the Jedi, it's more in terms of, like, lawful good versus chaotic good. Right. Somewhere in there. And, you know, I definitely see, it, it's, you know, it's, there, it's, there is there's the Luke Skywalker and then there's Corrin Horn. And, right. you know... Uh, speaking or, of, or, or speaking for, of, uh, or for those of us, or for those of us who aren't hardcore Star Wars geeks and are just kind of Star Wars geeks, um, I I viewed it as it's kind of like the difference between Luke Skywalker and a pre Vader Anakin Skywalker. Yeah, okay. It, that that because before he just goes hardcore and I'm Vader and I want to destroy everyone, he was just like I want to do what's right and I will get whatever power I can to do that. Right. Right. Um, and uh, just a, a little aside, speaking of Corrin Horn, for those of you who are Star Wars geeks, over on my other show, Guys Can Read, we will be uh, interviewing Michael Stackpole coming up here in a few months, the creator of Corrin Horn and the author of several Star Wars novels, uh, including the Rogue Squadron series, or at least a lot of the books in the Rogue Squadron series. So super, super excited about that. Uh, just like I'm super excited about this game. And uh, it's going to be here, man. Two days after this episode airs. That's so insane to realize that that's the case. Like, Christmas won't be happening, and yet we'll still be in the Old Republic. Yeah, I, I don't... I, I'm, I'm really not pleased about it, to be honest with you. <laughs> uh, I would way, way rather be playing the day after Christmas. And that, you know, the void week between the Christmas and the New Year's. That's why, <laughs> that's why God gave us that week. Was to play with our Christmas toys. <laughs> I don't understand why people don't get this. You play with your Christmas toys between Christmas and New Year's, and then you got to go back to school. You got to go back to work. You got to go back to life. Well, but, but I, I can't. I I can't really talk because I only get Christmas Day off for work. Yeah, well, there is that. So, <laughs> so you're really not stressing me at all. <laughs> but yeah, no, I no, I'm I'm very excited about this game. I'm super excited to see what comes from it. I, I really look forward to playing with a bunch of people and and uh, really exploring because I'm not the Star Wars geek and I'm really excited because I do love Star Wars quite a bit. I'm really excited to see this other aspect of the game and to explore some of the stuff that doesn't necessarily show up if your if your experience is just the the uh, the main you know quote unquote main storyline. So, so let me ask you this: uh, first, I mean nobody really knows this storyline. This is a time in which, uh, for all of the extended universe stuff out there, there really hasn't been a whole lot about this time frame, which is right. why they, which is why they put the game there, right? Right. Did it feel Star Warsy to you? Oh, absolutely. Doesn't it though? Oh like, yeah. It, it like it's deeply Star Wars, even though it's nothing you're familiar with. Does that make sense? No, Did I say it, that it, right. No, I, I, I buy it completely what you're saying, because, I mean, granted, I kind of got handed into the Star Wars world really easily, because, you know, within seconds they're calling me Padawan and right. telling me that I have to travel with my master to the training grounds and go to the Jedi Temple. You know, I mean, that helps me get into the Star Wars feel really easy, but uh, even, I mean, even just walking around, the, the, the aliens that you discover, both the good and the, well, good and the bad... As in the ones you're trying to kill and the ones you're trying to protect. <laughs> um, the red ones and the green ones. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, no, I mean, 
the whole feel of the world, like you're real. Like, like at, at one point, I was walking through, and there's this like this weird creature that wasn't uh, it wasn't sentient, but it wanted to eat my face. Huh. Um, and so I had to kill that because otherwise it would have killed me. And then I walk up to this other this thing. Life without a face sucks. And I walked into this other thing, and uh, I'm like, all right, it's going to kill me. Nope, nope, it's just sitting there staring at me as it's chewing on grass. All right, we're moving on. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't decide whether to shoot that thing either, so I shot it anyway. And when you shoot it, it does come try to hurt you. Um, well, so, things, you know. things when you try to shoot things, they do tend to not be happy with you. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, I, 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 totally different game now, but uh, yeah, I took down the giant. I've taken down the the uh, mastodon or whatever mammoth. Yeah, uh, it's fun the first time you do that, isn't it? Yeah. So uh, you definitely. I, I remember. Well, last time on the show we kind of talked about how wussy I was in Skyrim. Better now. I kill things. I can kill things. Well, we know we're going to be playing uh, during the Christmas break. We'll be playing the Old Republic. It's kind of my first Christmas gift, my gift to myself. But my, it is Christmas time. It is. And uh, Christmas time is a, a good time of year for the geek. Oh, absolutely. Are you kidding me? This is the time when people get all the stuff that they don't want to pay for themselves. <laughs> so, what is it that you're hoping for this Christmas? Uh, let's see. Uh, maybe a, a refrigerator. Um, um, oh, a well, there's, there's all sorts of stuff that... It's funny because I was talking about... We were talking about this at work the other day. About the fact that you can tell a clear delineation of when you become an adult is the kind of stuff you get excited for when it comes to gift giving. Because I was saying that, you know, a couple of years ago, uh, my, my family decided that they wanted to buy four new tires for my car. And if you'd have told 14-year-old me that that was going to be in my future, I would have been like, what the heck is wrong with you? But, you know however old I was at the time, like, 28-year-old me was like, holy crap, that's awesome! <laughs> yeah, but, I uh, So, I mean, part of me is very practical, like, I'm gonna be, you know, either in a townhouse or a condo or a apartment or a whatever we end up finding when it comes time. And so, 72-inch so plasma screen. I, I already have a large TV, I don't need another one. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I would, good good I, to know you have priorities. I wouldn't say no to an, a, a bigger, fancier one, but I have one of those. Um, but I mean, so part of me is very much the practical. If somebody wants to give me, you know, like gift cards to things like Home Depot or, you know, you know, Sears cards and things like that. I'm like, oh, yeah, bring it on. Um, but, you know, at the same point, I still like the same goofy kind of stuff that I normally like. I mean, I still enjoy the, you know, I'm really kind of hoping that I get, like, an iPad. I, mm-hmm. I you know, especially because it's the kind of thing that I've wanted for a long time. But, you know, practicality always wins out. I look at it and go, do I need it? No. Nobody no. needs an iPad. Nobody, no, you can try to justify that you need an iPad. No, you don't. There's no, no. Uh-uh. But there's plenty of want oh, yeah. in an iPad. And I have plenty of want in an iPad. Um, or, or, you know, I have no, you know, brand loyalty. If somebody wants to give me like a galaxy or whatever, I'm, I'm, I'm flexible, but no, I mean, a lot of it, you know, I, I, I like that kind of stuff, but you know, you know, what's really interesting, um, Luke, I just, I was discovering this, like, I hate gift giving and I hate, you know, 
so when people tell me they're like, you know, they don't know what to give me, I just like, then don't. And one thing that I'm, I'm I kind of like, and it, they usually pop up around this time every year, um, is this, this, it, it apparently it started out like in one church, they did it and it became like this organization. Um, what do they call themselves? The, the Advent Conspiracy. I don't know if you've heard of them before. I don't think so. The Advent Conspiracy. If you go, if you go onto like YouTube or something like that and type in Advent Conspiracy, you'll find not only videos from them, but also from all the churches that are doing it too. But the whole idea of the Advent Conspiracy is, is that, um, they look at, at the commercialism of Christmas, which is something that churches will always do forever and for always. And, um, they're just like, they, they started, they started throwing out numbers along the lines of, you know, this much money is spent on Christmas every year. And I, I'd throw out that number, but I, I can't remember it and I hate to be inaccurate. But it's a huge, ridiculous billions of dollar numbers. And then they said, like, 20 million of that would feed all the nations of the world. And I'm just like, ah. You know, that kind of, that kind of, that kind of guilt number is what they throw out at you. The, if we stop spending this much on Christmas and actually started putting it towards other stuff, we might start solving problems. And so I've been telling people, anytime somebody has come up to me saying that they didn't know what to buy me, I'm like, here's a list of the charities that I like. I'm like, you know, give them money. And, you know, no one's taken me up on it yet, or at least they haven't told me they have. So we'll see if it ends up happening. But, you know, I, I like that idea. I'm a really blessed dude. And I'm not going to say, you know, I'm not going to come up here and be, pull the whole holier-than-thou thing. I like stuff. I will be happy if I get lots of cool, awesome things for Christmas. But I don't know. I think part of me is just realizing that I'm a really blessed dude. And there's a lot of people who aren't that blessed. And so part of me is, like, just trying to figure out... The problem is I have so many charities on my list. And I can only give so much to so many of them. <laughs> so we'll see how that goes. One of them, the reason I bring that up is partly because it's what I'm doing, and also part because uh, I always try to throw up stuff on our Facebook page about, like, especially, like, geeky uh, charities, like Child's Play. Um, if you haven't seen our Facebook page, and uh, the guys from Penny Arcade, which is an amazing webcomic, um, they pretty much started this charity called Child's Play, and the whole idea of Child's Play is is that they have relationships with hospitals all over the country, and I think they're even international these days. And what they do is is that any any hospital that has like a a children's ward, like any time where there's there's children that are staying in the hospital for long stretches of time, not not necessarily just you know for the random kid who shows up, but anything that that is there for for kids that are going to be staying there for a long time, getting continuous treatment and stuff like that. Child's Play comes in and says, we want to give these kids video games, we want to give them toys. And, and, you know, when they first came up with this charity, people were like, that doesn't sound like a, a big deal. But if all you have to do is talk to a kid who's had to be in the hospital for a long stretch of time, and all they want to feel like is normal. And normal kids play video games. And normal kids have toys. And, you know, it's it's such a great thing, and I, I love those guys, and I, yeah, I, I want to see them get money. Yeah, you know, most people are probably familiar with Ronald McDonald House. Oh, absolutely. And Ronald McDonald House provides a place for families of kids with uh, chronic issues who are going to be in the hospital for a long time. What Child's Play does is come in and provides for the actual kids. It gives the kids who are st- 
stuck in that hospital, uh, something to to take their mind off of the the ongoing struggle, the ongoing fight they're having to face every day. And uh, they've done a huge amount of good, and it's a, definitely a charity that I know a lot of geeks can feel. I mean, look, we can all give to, to all kinds of stuff, but this is something we love. And if we oh, can yeah. give and we can support something we love, that's cool. Well, in the same in the same kind of vein too. I just I just went back to our page because I remembered posting something and I forgot what it was. But it's uh, a a familiar kind of cry is you know stand up for cancer. The whole idea of you know it's a you know getting money to provide for cancer research. Well, apparently, Lucasfilm has teamed up with these guys, and so they're they're doing a whole series of videos, and they're also um this the this you can get Star Wars themed stand up to cancer like T shirts, and one of them was like Yoda stands up to cancer, and I'm just like oh I want that shirt, nice. <laughs> but I mean it's I mean there's lots of ways that you know you can do stuff like that and. But yeah, that's kind of been on my in my mind lately cuz the first time I saw an advent conspiracy video, I just reminded that, you know, I've I've got a lot and right. you know, it makes me remember that, you know, it you know, this is the kind of this is the time of year that we we commemorate the fact that God gave us everything. And yeah, <laughs> it just seems it just seemed appropriate to me. That cool. being said, Luke, what do you want? <laughs> you know, I, in some ways I'm sort of in the same set situation is you um actually i'll tell you what i'm deeper into that situation i have everything i do at least everything i want my wife and i have been married for a long time (laughs) and (laughs) we've you know we have kids that that are sort of they're not little anymore they're getting bigger and we have everything we have two of everything so the kids can have one and i don't have to share and (laughs) so for me uh you know what christmas is really about is celebration uh, I have this most amazing life ever. I have that life because of Jesus. And I, and I don't just mean because he gave me eternal life. He gave me eternal life, and I'm so thrilled about that. But he has also given me a, an incredible family. And as I followed in his path, I've been able to do so much stuff that I love doing. My whole life, every day, is filled with stuff I love doing. And so for me, especially around Christmas time, life is a celebration. Let's just let's just let the hair down. I don't have much, but the hair that I have, <laughs> let it down and party and celebrate. And so for me, everything that's on my Christmas list kind of goes along those ways. They are the things that for me mean celebration. And believe it or not, video games and geeky stuff generally isn't that. Um I love my games. I love my gear, but I I can't really. Sh- I mean, I, we're kind of sharing it with people through this show now, but but pretty much that's a personal thing, right? Like I play my games myself. It's the thing I do instead of you know watching TV or whatever, right? So what I like is stuff that I can share with people. And for me, that's cooking. Uh, for me, you know, if I could cook for like twenty people every day of my life, I'd be happy. And so everything on my Christmas list is. Uh, cooking gear of some sort or another. And most of it is like cooking for way more people than normal people ever want to cook for kind of cooking gear. <laughs> and so, yeah, that, that's kind of, that's kind of stuff there. I'm really hoping for a good solid, big sausage stuffer this year. 
Because the sausage stuffer I have now is like a royal pain to use. And uh, we all need sausage. And we all need our sausage stuff. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I, you know, I gotta tell you, I've never, I've, I've never had an opportunity to stuff sausage. I, I, I think sausage is going to be one of those things that I'm happy to let guys like you make it. I'll be happy to eat it. Sounds good. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah, so that, that's, that's my kind of thing. Um, and, you know, it is Christmas. And I, it's, it's, it's almost hard, you know, when we make that transition at this point in the show to make that transition from, hey, we've been talking about the Old Republic into, you know, Jesus came on this earth <laughs> and said, hey, peace on earth, goodwill to all men. But we need to make that, that transition. We can't ignore what God did when he came in the flesh to hang out with us. He came, he died for us as well. But, but we have to remember, before those few hours on the cross, he spent years living with us, hanging out, eating, drinking, probably playing games. And I love that. Uh, you know, so often we, we even sing. Life begins at the cross. But I think what Christmas is about is reminding us that life may begin at the cross, but it doesn't end there. Right. And, you know, I love Christmas because almost almost everybody, even the most cold-hearted, stony person, can feel a little bit of love and a little bit of joy this time of year. And uh, so I hope that, that as geeks we can figure out ways to, to share the things that, that we love. Especially our love for Christ. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, 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 I find myself more and more just. I, I talk about all this geeky stuff, and then you know, like you were saying, it's kind of hard to sometimes transition, because I mean, sometimes it's easier than others. You know, it's kind of hard to you know go from Star Wars to Jesus. I mean, though lots of people have tried. Um, but I think at the same point, it's it's so much a part of of what we're doing. At least, at least you and I can say that Luke, it's so much the idea of, of being geeks and, and, and loving God. And I'm, it's this time of year that I'm just reminded about how amazing it is. Just the whole act, the whole, the whole concept of Christmas is such, is so insane when you think about it, that, that God himself was here with us hanging out, being with us, sharing life. I mean, that's something that the Bible goes out of its way to say, is that, that, that he, he didn't live like this life that, that, that looked nothing like ours. He lived life like we do if, if we lived it without sin. So all the stuff that comes along with, with our existence, like he, he knows what that feels like. He knows what that looks like because he lived it. And, you know, I, that sort of stuff just boggles my mind. Like, and so many times we, we forget about, like, we forget about the fact that Christ lived. Everybody points to the fact that he died, but he lived with us. And that, that concept boggles my mind. (laughs) You know, you know what? I, I had so many misconceptions of Jesus prior to coming to faith. And most people do. Well, but you really, you face those at Christmas time. Okay, so when I rewind back in my life to that point when I wasn't a believer yet, 
the only time I interacted with Jesus, and really the only time I interacted with God, was Christmas. Right. You know, it was there in front of me. And I, I think back to my misconceptions, and, and there really are two of them. One is that Jesus was this sort of weird, holy mystic guy. Yeah. And the other is that Jesus came to be pissed at us. <laughs> and That's a common misconception right you know, there. I don't know where those came from, but those were the misconceptions I have. But the Christmas story blows both of those out of the water. He came here to love on us. He came here to give us peace. He came here to give us joy. He came here to give us a full life. And live it with us. And he still does live it with us. Yep. That's amazing. That's the greatest gift of all. That's what Christmas is about. You know, and people have said to me when I tell them about this show, how do those go together? (laughs) And I get it. It's a totally legitimate question. But Christmas is how those go together. I think that, that, you know, if Jesus was here... And he happened to show up with a bunch of geeks. He he might not have been out on a fishing boat. He he might have been uh, playing the Old Republic. It could have happened. It could have happened. That's all I'm saying. Well, here's here's one thing. We were just talking with our youth group kids on uh, on Wednesday night. We were, ta- we're we're teaching through James, and you know, right there towards the beginning of James, you get this idea of don't give people special treatment. Now, it's the scripture is definitely talking about the whole idea of of don't favor the wealthy people over the poor people, but it 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 works on so many different levels than that. That's one level, but that's just that's just one of many. And the the whole idea every time we think about this whole connection between geek and God, now sometimes it's fluid and sometimes it's not. But the thing that I always think about is the fact that just like you were saying, Jesus hung out with the people who didn't feel like they were a part of anything outside, you know, a part of their world. Like they were the the, shepherds. Yeah. He, he went out of his way to show up with the people that, that were pretty much feeling like they were awful and worthless because no one else cared about them. And, you know, I talked with the guys and said, I said, is there anybody that you can think of in, in, you know, either in your school or anything like that? Maybe some guy that, that people might think are a little bit of a dork or, you know, doesn't necessarily get along with. Maybe they're a little awkward. And, you know, how do you treat that guy? And, you know, our guys looked at me and they just kind of like, just kind of like the one kid, especially, he just kind of shook his head with that, that knowing shake you get when you're, you're confronted with something that you, you never thought of it. It seems so obvious, but you've never thought of it before. And I think there's a lot of stuff out there that I, it, it makes me point to the fact that I think that, I think that God would be hanging out with geeks because I mean, it's changing, but there's still a stigma of, of geeks are weird and you know, there's more of an appreciation for geekdom now, but there's, I mean, I still feel that every once in a while, that whole idea of I'll bring something up and you know, people will look at me like, Oh, okay. That's awesome. And even in that moment, you're just, you're, you're forced outside, you you know, you, you thought that you were with somebody and all of a sudden you're forced into this alternative section of living just because you're a geek. And I think that that, that's the kind of thing that, that Christ said, he's, you know, he's showing up, he's there and he, he picked this weird cross section of guys. If you look at the disciples, it is the weirdest conglomeration of guys ever. 
it's a bunch of fishermen, it's tax collectors, it's zealots, it's it's the weirdest collection of dudes on the planet. And he said, he said, oh, let's just hang out, and I'm going to tell you some things, and you're going to change the face of the world. And that that's amazing. That is. That's Christmas. Merry Christmas, man. Yeah, man. And Merry Christmas, everybody who's listening. We thank you so much for hanging out with us. Invite you now, two days from now, come and, and play with us on, on the Old Republic. And Mike, how can folks find out about you? Well, the big thing for me, as always, is going to be on TinkerStory.com. Uh, you can pretty much find links to everything there. I haven't posted anything new on it for a while. That's because I've, it's partly because I've been lazy, I'm not going to lie. Um, and partly because, you know, I, I've just, I've been doing a lot of planning and I, I'm sure you've discovered this, Luke, planning is not sexy to hear about. <laughs> I, you know, it's hard to get excited about, you know, I've, I figured out chapter breakdowns and things like that. That's not, that's not sexy to hear about. So that's part of the reason why I haven't put anything up there. But, uh, but yeah, everything's on there. You'll find out how to get me on Twitter, how to find me on Facebook. It's all there. So, TinkerStory.com. Luke, how about you? Well, I mentioned uh, a few weeks back that uh, I was kind of working on an internet remodel. Still doing that. Uh, first step of that was my one of my websites, 52 Weeks of Geek, is in archive mode now. Uh, I'm not posting there anymore. Uh, so, if you want to find me, the best place is to head over to Twitter. Follow me at Luke Navarro. And uh, you'll find out kind of everything I am doing there. You can also find me on the other show that I host called Guys Can Read at guyscanread.com. Um, there may be a few things there that might be of interest to geeks, including an, an interview with R.A. Salvatore. Which at, uh, I, I have to say, I've been chomping at the bit. We're like, oh, let's do a Christmas episode and let's talk about this. I wanted to jump on the fact that you, you got to look, you know, well, not look, but you got to talk to R.A. Salvatore and call him Bob for an hour. I just like to point out. I have R.A. Salvatore's phone number. You do. And that that's so... I'm listening to I'm it. I'm not saying like, yeah. he's going to answer the phone if I call. <laughs> right. But, but the fact it. that you have it is just a level of awesome that I strive to... Yeah. That would be like us getting like Will Wheaton or something. Dude, there's a plan. There's a plan, my friend. Right there. Uh, it only took us 82 episodes. <laughs> so, there you go. Definitely head over to guyscanread.com uh, to check that out. You'll find out more about this show by heading to gamestoreprofits.com or facebook.com slash gamestoreprofits. One more time, everybody, Merry Christmas. And as always, remember that God is the Game Master, and no matter how those dice fall, the game plays on.